Johnson, real quickly, your thoughts. You have never seen any player in the entire country play as hard as I will play the rest of the season. And you never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season. You never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season. We hand it off to Urshel. There's a So it has been a little bit since we've been. It's been a minute. It has. It has. So what just out of, obviously, we both keep up with what's going on around the SEC when we haven't recorded and stuff. What are some things that have jumped out to you over the last few weeks? What's something? Let me say this real quick. Real okay. quick. We're back, bitches. <laughs> Dude, nothing like I don't know. I've been trying to I've been trying to get all the information in my head and just think about everything that's been going on. It's a lot to digest, but it's also like I feel like so much has happened, but so little has happened. You know what I mean? And, and so I don't know. I mean, I know the recent report I read today was that um, that college football is seventy five percent sure that they're not going to have football in the fall. And I'm like, all right, there's a lot of like unanswered. What about the other 25%? Okay, does that mean spring? What does this all mean? So, I don't know. I'm just – I think with the combination with, obviously, the season being shut down – or not shut down, but season being whatever is going on with the season, plus um, Black Lives Matter movement with coaches, and then, you know, obviously there's been some some interesting s- stories with Mike Gundy and Dabo Sweeney and all that stuff um, where they really shot themselves in the foot and uh, and, you know – and who knows what's happening with that? And it's definitely hurt recruiting. You saw the one kid flipped his the four or five star DB flipped his uh, commitment from Clemson. Um, so I don't know, just taking it all in and, and and kind of trying to figure out like everybody else what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know as far as football in the fall, here's what I've learned over the last couple months: the NCAA, the organization, the NCAA has no say in whether football happens or not. Like it's it's literally each Power Five conference gets to decide for itself if football's gonna happen. And if they're gonna play each other, if they're gonna do just conference, what kind of championship they wanna take part of. And I think, I think most football fans, most college football fans would assume that the NCAA is gonna be the one making the decisions for that sort of thing. Yeah but they're 100% not like it's 100% up to the conferences, whether they play or not. So I think the power five schools are going to have a fall season. I don't think a spring season is even in the cards. Oh, I do think, I think it's in the cards. No, this is why I don't think so. Let's say we play a spring season this year, right? And yeah. then they got to turn around and play a fall season the following year. No, no. Uh, so you're telling me you're telling me that they're going to do a spring season, spring ball, summer, play football on schedule next year. No, I think it's going to be like a tier, uh, not tier, but like staggered. As far as I think, if we do spring this year, then you're going to go to a delayed season next year to maybe winter, and then the next year after that it'll fall back into the fall. I don't know. Like I think there's going to be some issues there because we're talking. I mean, these are amateur. Well, you're talking, you're right. talking about a lot of issues there. Not only like, first of all, just think about if they do do. Let's let's say they do college football in the spring. 
think about how loaded we will be with content in the spring. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, like, with the NBA or with all these other teams. But, like, but well, let me ask you this first. Would you rather have college football in the fall with limited schedules, limited fans at, like, maybe, maybe even if they're going to allow fans at 20% capacity, and you play kind of like a – I mean, I think as far as the SEC, it would be, it would be cool because you're going to – I saw the, what the schedule would look like is essentially that you're adding two teams to the – two teams from uh, the other conference are, are from the West or from the East to the schedule. So uh, Florida would play their normal slate for in the East. And then um, their, their West matchups are LSU and Ole Miss. And then they would play Texas A&M and Arkansas. Yeah. So I'd be cool with that. But my thing is, is I think college football more than anything else, more than any other professional sport, uh, you know, college sport, I think college football is at its best and most affected by fans in the seats whether it's either ticket sales and, and, and revenue and, and just pure atmosphere. Like you, how big is like, I don't think there's, there's a sport where home field advantage is means as much as an impact as it does in college football. So I'm asking you, would you rather have a, 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 a half-assed season in, in the fall or a season, a normal season in the spring? Man, honestly, I would rather have a normal season in the spring, but yeah. it's not about like, like at this point, it's not going to be about what is going to be the best product because we're, I mean, we're entering into the first year of this discussion of players being able to make money off their names and likeness. Right. Yep. And if you couple that with them playing in the spring and potentially turn around and play in a, a season as soon as, you know, the winner, you're talking about a turnaround of two seasons within less than a year. And you're talking about, think about how big of a difference that, that, that impacts recruit. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a thing. It's such a, like throughout college football, they've always been like, we want the reason they say we can't extend, we can't make a bigger playoff. We can't extend the season. We can't, you know, that's always the argument for bigger playoff, right? The season's going to go forever. We don't want football covering two semesters. If we play football, on the spring this year, next year, they'll either have to play two seasons within uh, just a few months' time or football will be played in both semesters. And you couple that with the discussions of what it's going to look like for players to make money off of their likeness and image and everything, dude, you're, you're going to have some people – I mean, we already see this, and we can talk about transfers in a minute, but we already see lawyers who are super crafty and figuring out how to get these guys eligible and all that stuff. You don't think there's going to be lawyers step in and go, hey, there's a potential to make money here if we say that they're overworking these kids, making them do two seasons that close together and things like that. So you think for the greater good of the, of the, of the future product, they bite the bullet this year for a diluted product? I think so. And I think the other thing is, is that, dude, Athens, Georgia does not survive a fall without the money. A that, lot of college towns don't. Tuscaloosa? <laughs> What's there? Well, uh, any dude, think about you could name. We could go on the list. I mean, any SEC. Think about how much revenue an SEC program, football program, Should brings be. in. Oxford, Starkville, Mississippi. Yeah, and that's like one the I when Ivy League canceled. People were like, "Oh, first one down." It's like, yeah, no. but those schools don't make their yeah. money off. They don't make their bones on college football. Yeah. SEC is playing football in 2020, period. Like, 
they can't, they cannot survive without it. For people who don't know, because I always have to explain this to people, football makes so much money that it was played in the fall originally because that money that generated off of football was used to fund other sports. Yep. So you're talking well, about without the money from football in high school and college levels, other sports may not even have the funds. Bro, here's an example. A $400 ticket for the same seat and field position-wise in the swamp is a $5 in the Ivy League football game. Yeah. So, like, it's just different. And I think I'm, – I'm all for – I'm all for uh, conference schedule only and then playoffs. This is what I think. I think that – and I told you this when this first started being discussed. It's got to be conference only. Every Power Five champion – makes it into a playoff and then there's three at large bids from the power five conferences. I still don't I still don't think they expand playoffs by the way. They have to. They have I don't to. think they do. I don't think they do. They have to because here's the thing, Parker. All right. Yeah, but but think about it this way. If you're doing all power five schools and by the way, Notre Dame Notre Dame said they play in the ACC. Yeah. Okay. So all power five schools and then you add you tack a couple extra games on. So like for example like Florida played Texas A&M and Arkansas. Like, Arkansas, obviously, you know, first year under Sam Pittman. I'm not expecting too much. But, like, think about – first, that would be cool. Felipe Franks playing against the Gators. But yeah. also, Texas A&M, like, how fun would that be to see Jimbo Fisher and Dan Moore? Like, and then, I don't know. I, I haven't looked at the other, like, the other SEC schedules yeah. that work out. But, like, I feel like – and even with the Big Ten, um, you're going to add – they're going to add more to the schedule. Like, I just think you're going to get a better – like, I feel like you you get a better sense of who's in the playoffs because a lot of times, you know, a lot of these non-conference games are just a bunch of bullshit. I agree. But here's the thing is that one of the reasons, in my opinion, that college football has been able to go without an extended playoff is because of the vast number of teams that are involved. And football is not like basketball. You know, teams in football can play back – or basketball can play back-to-back games – and it not hurt the players, you know, travel and stuff, not affecting as much. Football's different. Because of the number of teams in football, they've delayed doing an expanded playoff. If we condense college football down to the Power Five conferences, that argument goes out the window. And now, let's say this year we do conference-only schedules and playoffs, right? And you know, we know if it's conference-only schedules, only the Power Five schools are going to have a chance of making it in. If look, it's schedule. I will say this: okay. I get your, I get your argument, but there's going to be no non-conference games. Like Clemson's not going to get a chance to prove how good it is against an SEC school or a Big Ten school. Yeah, but what was their schedule like anyway? I forgot. I understand, but I'm saying the teams that are on the bubble that you like, they look really good, but who have they played? Aren't going to have those games to show that so you're going to talk about there's five conferences only four teams well one conference is going to get left out right which is normal we see that but what if there's a situation where they think two sec schools should get in again which happens often now two of the power five conferences are going to get left out and there's going to be you still have champion you still have championship games i know that i know that but I just think that it is – I just think that – I mean, I'm all for a five-team. The smaller the field of potential playoff teams, the more likely that the field expands. 
I'm for a I'm for a testing out this year a five team automatic bid power five with a one at large bid. So a sixteen field, sixteen field, bro. I just don't know what the hesitancy is to go to eight. Because, I, but that's the thing. I feel like <laughs> you have bias because you're using this situation for your extended playoff conversation that we've had. But but two I'm, year, but I'm for two years. That. But I'm not a fan of an 18 playoff. But yeah, you're a fan of like a 20 team playoff. No, 16, 16. Don't don't over that. Yeah, but 16. I'm telling you, if they're going to, I'm do just a, saying it doesn't make sense to me with conference only schedules to have a 14 playoff. Yeah, but it also doesn't make sense to do. Why would you? I don't think this is not the time to add more playoff. This is not the time to add more playoff games. Like I feel like it's necessary to add add five at large bids or. I think it is because there's going to be money missing from fans. Okay, and, but and this is a way to generate more money. But I'm saying, uh, okay. But my point is, is I would get the I would get the point for an 18 playoff if we weren't gonna ex- if if we were just playing whatever everyone's conference schedule and not adding games to it. But we are adding games to it. You see what I'm saying? So, like, if Florida was just going to play eight games, yeah, right, or ten games, then I'd be like, all right, fine. But they're going to still play, like, ten or twelve games, which is a regular season for them. Plus but you're thinking add. we're going to have a better idea of who the best team from each conference is. Correct. Because think about this way. Clemson always drops someone to a weird ACC team, right? They're going to play – they're going to play solid competition – I mean, the ACC is not – I mean, ACC's ass, don't get me wrong. But, like – but like, think about it. Like, Clemson could easily drop a game to uh, Miami, or like Miami and Florida State have talent. It's just coaching, or or whatever. But like, like I'm saying, you're gonna even for the worst Power Five conferences like Pac-12 and the ACC, there's the level of competition is gonna be higher because Oregon's not gonna be playing some booty cheek team uh, from nowhere. And like, like teams that like, for example, like, like like a Florida who are – even if you're going to the SEC, like, every year, like, the teams who aren't – are in the East who don't have to match up against Alabama every year, they're like, thank God we don't have to play Alabama, right? Yeah. This year you're not going to have that excuse. Like, obviously some teams won't play Alabama, but still some teams will have to play a Texas A&M or an Auburn or an Alabama or an LSU. Like, they're still going to have another game that they're like, oh, like, that's going to be a tough one. And it's really going to test them. And that's what I'm yes. saying. I think that six teams – I think every five, Power 5 team champion should be in the playoff. Uh, automatic bid. And I think one at large. Whether okay. and, I, and I think that's like a – I don't know. I mean – The number one it, seed gets a bye. That's just – Our one play six. But, I mean, I've I mean I've always been in the one get one and two get a bye. And then you, the, you had the four games and then – yeah. Like I, I always like rewarding the top seeds, but yeah, but you know that's yeah. kind of my feel on it. Um, so this kind of leads me to something I've been thinking about. Um, and I actually heard this, heard them talking about this on another SEC podcast that I listened to about the idea of, like I said, clearly the NCAA doesn't have the power to decide whether football happens. What it is is that the conferences agree to use the NCAA as a third party to give them a rule set, to be a third party to make decisions on transfers, 
on suspensions, things like that. So they can say it's non-biased, right? So the SEC is not making decisions on whether the SEC followed the rules. That's what the NCAA's job is. How long, if this year, if let's say other conferences cancel their season, push them to spring, and the Power Five teams decide to play, how long till the Power Five just says, forget the NCAA, we're going to just – we're not going to play all these other conferences. We're going to be our own league and have a championship, our own thing. Um, and when that happens, what does that look like for the rest of college football? I don't think that ever happens. What? But I definitely do. You think the NCAA is like, see ya? No, the NCAA doesn't say see ya. I think the Power Five. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying that they're saying, like, hollow, we don't need you. Yeah, eventually but- I think Power Five schools will do that. I don't think so. Football, I think anyways. I don't think so because I think if you're leaving football, I think number one, you can't. It can't just be just football. And I feel like once you make it an enemy of the NCAA, you're an enemy. And I just feel like there's no turning back from that. I also feel like that each conference is more dependent on the NCAA than you think. And I feel like, and I do feel like the NCAA has kind of given that power to the conferences this year as far as do what you, do do what you want. Like, I'm just trying to think, like, there's more. I think the NCAA has – obviously, we know the NCAA has a lot of power, but I think the NCAA has more power than, than we even know. No, like, the power that the NCAA has – it's not like the NBA, right? The NBA owns all the teams, their franchises. It's like McDonald's, right? That's how the NBA works. The NBA will let people start franchises in cities. But the NBA – has all the power on where those franchises are, all that stuff, right? The NCAA is not that – that's not how the NCAA works. The NCAA doesn't decide to start a new – Well, I'll say this. If you want me to, like, hypothetically answer the question as far as what does it look like, I'll tell you what it looks like. I think you're splitting the map into, like, five sections, and it's just, like, south, north, like, middle – and then, like, north, northwest, north, like, I think you're going to have, like, but the problem with that is, is, like, like, think about all the teams that, like, you're going to have, like, Clemson, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, uh, Florida State, Miami. Like, I think you're going to have all those teams at the same conference. You think the conferences will change? Yes. I feel like when the NCAA is gone, conferences will change. I feel like probably playoffs will be expanded. Um, I just feel like the problem with the NCAA is, and I think the reason that it won't ever happen is because I feel like there's two tiers of the spectrum. You either have like, kind of like, honestly, like, kind of like what's going on now. Like you have like, you either have like total regime, like too much power and, and abusive power, or you have like the wild fucking West and people just do whatever they want. Like, you know, like, where does that, like, I, I, it all sounds good in theory, but like, where's the, where, you know what I mean? Like what's stopping, you know, who, who, because at the end of the day, what's going to end up happening is even if the NCAA is gone, let's say there is organization and structure within the new, within the new setting, mm-hmm. there's still going to be people that come that, that, that take over that, that league or whatever they want to call it. They rise to power and they abuse their power. Yeah. That's going to, that, that's human nature, bro. Like, 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what system it's in. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to be over. I don't think it'll happen over an abuse of power. I think it's going to be that the power five conferences are going to feel like they can, they can do a better job if they focus on their own interests and not have to worry about all these other smaller conferences being involved. Yeah. But I think about it this way too. Like I do think the NCAA needs change Yeah. within some of their rules, but in the grand scheme of things, like they've done well, like obviously there's abuse of power. There's, there's not consistency with transfer rules. There's players not being paid, but like, I think that's all stuff that in the next 50 years will change. But that's another reason reason I think we could see what I'm talking about happen is because so much of this is changing and the NCAA I think the NCAA would be too scared to lose the product that they would make those changes if it was either choose between not having us or making these changes. Yeah. Do you not think? Yeah. Oh, I heard another interesting idea. So with SEC or SEC with power five schools talking about doing conference only, right? Yeah. Someone said that all um, FCS schools should move to a spring season permanently. So you know how the two there have been multiple professional leagues over the last couple of years sprout up to do spring football, XFL and AFF or AAF, whatever it was called, right? Yeah. Okay. So this person was saying that there's always, as long as college football is as big as it is with as many teams, there's always going to be these little teams that are depending on playing these cupcake games in the fall to make their money, right? Yeah. But what they could do now that these schools are saying we're doing conference only and all those schools are going to miss out on the payday that they usually would get. What they could do is say we're going to go to spring football every year. So in the fall, there's college football for power five and the conferences that want to stay that aren't FCS, right? Yep. Then FCS schools can play in the spring and then people like you and me that are just obsessed with college football would have a team that we watched in the spring as well. Let me ask you this, because it's the same thing with the – I thought the same thing with the NFL. The AFL, how many seasons did it last? Uh, less than one. Less than one. XFL, how many seasons did it last? Uh, less than one. Exactly. But I think college football is a completely different product. You think that, though. But I thought the same thing. I was like, XFL, AFL, hell yeah, I'll root for the Orlando Apollo, Steve Spur. You know how many games I watched? fucking a quarter and it was like no this isn't the same but the difference is is that schools have built-in fan bases already yeah but not fcs schools uh yes they do yeah yeah but i'm not but for instance my passion for i'm not gonna the passion that i have for the florida gators will never ever translate to another college football team whether it's fcs or not obviously that's what i'm but i'm saying like i think that it does. It hurts FCS. Like I think FCS gets more recognition on a college football Saturday when when you turn on the TV and it's and they're the only they're the games on at twelve o'clock. Like think about think about it this way: how, how many FCS programs do you know because bigger schools have played them? I mean, I know them from old NCAA games, honestly. Well, that too, but I'm, but like, but yeah, I know what you're saying. The problem like, is though is that this year they're not going to get to play them. All right, hey, let me ask you this. Okay. You have you have you have the choice between a, a really 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 cool game 
that's more advanced, but you can only play as an FCS team, or you can play as a Georgia Bulldogs, but the game is le less cool. You're going to buy the Georgia Bulldog game. Like, it don't matter because people want to – like, that's what I'm saying. Like, people – like, it's been proven. Look at the XFL and AFL. Like, I know you're saying, like, oh, it's different because college football and the passion for college football is different, but it, it's really not. Like, uh, it's different in the South, but I also think that the passion that – like, the, the South, like, is not going to give a shit about some FCS sure. team. You know here's what I mean? my Here's my argument because I knew you were going to say this. Here's my argument. You ready for this? I'm ready. NAIA. Okay. You know what NAIA is? Yes. Okay. Those football seasons happen every year with no TV deals. Yeah. All they have are the fans that are associated with the schools. Okay. okay? Why does that league not go under? Okay. Think about every NI. Well, it's college. Yeah. But think about, but think about every NAIA, NAIA program. Where is every NAIA uh, school, school located? Almost all every NAIA school I know is in a small town. Yep. Right. So these small town folks are looking for something to do. They're looking for some emotions attached. They're looking for what can I do on a on a Saturday at twelve o'clock before I go home and watch the three thirty game on CBS. NAIA. And NAIA, like, think about it. All the, I mean, Reinhardt, NAIA, very successful football team. People go to their games, number one, because, number one, NAIA gets people in the seats because NAIA schools recruit recruit locally. So, family, you're packing up the stands with students, number one, and if you have a good football program, and two, you're packing up the stands with a shit ton of family because, because people who are playing at Reinhardt, uh, kids who pl are playing at Reinhardt, they all grew up in Georgia. Bro, no, they did not. No, they did not. I would say probably 70% of the roster. Bro, would you not I agree? Played, I played on an NAI football team. I know. We had people from all – I had, had teammates from San Diego. I was well, 70% of the roster is in-state. Would you not agree? I mean, yeah, but there's a ton of in-state guys on every team. Okay, but that's my point. I'm just saying NAI, like, it's different, like – Smaller town, you have, like, think about it this way. It's the same thing with high school football. Why is high school football, um, like, for instance, Pepperell, um, high school I went to, the, the stands were loaded every Friday night. Why? Number one, you had family come. Number two, the students were involved. Number three, it's a small town, and people are looking for something to do on a Friday night, and people love football in the South. That's just how it is. Like, people are going to fill the stands. If you're good and you're – especially in the South – like a small town, southern plays. Like you played in the south. Like your NAI was in the south, right? Like that's what I'm saying. A lot of these successful NAI teams that fill the stands that are good are in the south. So, I mean, I get your argument because like you're always like rah rah for the little guy, and I and I'm cool with that. But like, I just don't think. I think it sounds good in theory, but I just I don't think that. I just don't I, know I, how they're going to make up the uh, – Besides, don't let these SCS teams fool you, bro. They love making half a mil playing for it and get their ass waxed. But my point is they're not going to get to do that this year. If we not go this only, they're not going to get to do that. And some of these well, I thought you were talking about long-term. Dude, some of these FCS programs are won't survive a year off. Oh, I know. Unless they find a way to bring in more money, which is my exact reasoning for expanding the playoffs. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying that, I'm saying that 
these SAS teams maybe this year, but not as a long-term solution. All right, so let's talk some transfer stuff. Okay. So first off, you sent me a screenshot today of um, Devon Wilson, who is a Georgia cornerback who had joined the transfer portal not too long ago, and he took a visit to Florida. So you were saying that you felt like that was weird. So tell me why you felt like it was weird, because I didn't think it was that weird just because he's from Florida, and he had kind of already said he was going to end up out of school in Florida. Yeah, but it's just I feel like that was a lock for Miami. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, he's a Miami native, so. But, like, I just feel like it's weird seeing – I just feel like that's just something you can – like, I also – I don't know how I feel about that as a – like, even as a Gator, like, obviously I'd love to have him on the roster, yeah. but, like, that's just weird to me, man. Like it's always weird when people transfer to like a big rival of the school they were at. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you do that? Like Britton Cox last year. Like, yeah. Like it's like I don't understand how that. Like you, you went to that school. You've hated this school for a year and a half, two years. Like, how do you, how do you go play for them now? Like, I don't, I, I don't know. It's just weird to me. But at the same time, it's to these kids, it's a business, and I get that. Dude, the all-time weirdest one to me is Trey Matthews. Do you know who that is? Yeah, he had freaking the Georgia logo tattooed on his arm. No, no, no. This guy tipped. He's the guy that at Auburn. Oh, I'm talking about Nick Marshall, but yes, yes, yes. He tipped the pass to make the Jordan hair happen for Georgia, and then he transferred to Auburn. He was, dude, he was an Auburn hero. He had to go there. That's like insane (laughs) to think about, right? No, I, I just like. The tra- I don't know all these transfers now. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it's already so confusing how it works now. Think about how it worked without the NCAA. You know what I mean? But like, but what do you think about how it worked without the NCAA? Maybe somebody would come in and say, "Hey, we'll actually put some hard and fast rules on this thing." You you know, to be honest with you, A.T. Daniels got immediate eligibility. Why? Yeah, no, like, it, not, I'm not even too like I, I don't know the like good lawyer, of course, but like. But I also just don't understand how quickly he got a decision back, too. Like, it was, like, like a month or two. Like, it was insane. That's like, what I'm saying. There's no – there is no rhyme or reason as to – Look, this is – Eligible, how fast they get eligible, why – like, This is going to sound – this is going to sound bad, and I actually mean this, though. I'm all for paying the players. I'm all for – like – well, I don't know this. I don't know if I'm paying for – I don't know if I'm all for paying the players because I think that gets way too complicated. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not opposed to it. I just I, – I, it's hard to wrap your brain around it. But I'm all for players making money off their likeness. Like, that should have been – that that's – like, that's a gimme to me. Like, that should have yeah. taken this long. I, I am kind of like, all right, let's just go back to the old transfer rules. Make them sit a year and just go. Yeah. Like – it's getting too like it either too, needs to be that it either needs to be you sit a year no matter what or you can one time transfer you automatically I mean it's like freaking I mean it's like if you have a good lawyer good think about it I mean OJ murdered somebody and he's free dude because he had a good lawyer this is what it like, is. <laughs> if you have the money to pay for a good lawyer you get eligible yeah that's what I'm saying and it's like my opinion is it should either be I think this is what I think it should be. It should be the first time you transfer, you're automatically eligible, no questions asked. I, no matter I, what. No matter who you are, where you transfer, anything. On first time you transfer, you're eligible. 
Second time you transfer, you got to sit a year. I like that rule, but I do this. First time you transfer, you got to sit like two or three games. Yeah. Like the first two or three games of the season. Yeah. Like, what's, I think that's fair. Yeah, I do too. Like, make them – make has them... to be some kind of uniformity for it because it doesn't – like, there's nobody – like, how many people watch college football? How uh, many uh, people, their whole job is to study college football, analyze college football, all those things. Yeah. None of them, not a single person understands how transfers work. Like, it's yeah. not like just you and me, like, oh, Trevor Parker are just two dudes who love college football and – have a podcast for fun on the side. Like that, that well, we're not talking about you and me not understanding. Coaches don't understand it. Players don't understand it. But my don't. thing and my thing is is even like we don't understand it, but also why does it feel like on every ruling we also disagree with? Yeah. Like every ruling. I, I, there's not been a ruling that I have I've agreed with. The Justin Fields one is tricky because I understand that he was being called racial slurs at a game and that's always like like the NCAA has to kind of be lenient there and say because we know for a fact this happened we're gonna yeah because that happened that happened months before he even thought about transfer exactly so I understand that the NCAA has to be go hey if there was any of this anything racially motivated anything about that if there's even a claim on it we're going to push it through because we want to make sure that we're respecting, you know, people who are minorities feelings about what's happening. Okay. Now yeah. there are people who would argue and say, you know, that happened months before he was even going to transfer all this stuff, whatever. I understand that it's frustrating to feel like he, you know, got given immediate eligibility like right away, but also I understand why the NCAA made but, that call. And you also got to think about it this way. Why too. does Luke Ford? Yeah not get immediate eligibility. Like, it makes no sense. And then I mean, uh, even said, well, it's because it's not a member of his nuclear family. Yeah, which is stupid. Okay. Well, yeah. what no, we, I mean, we're, we're playing games here. Like, you're, you're, what is happening is if a guy transfers to Ohio State or Georgia or Tate Martell transfers to Miami and it's a good story for a big old a program that you want to see come back up on the rise – then the NCAA pulls strings and makes it happen. At least that's what it seems like from a fan. I will, I, I will say the Justin Fields one is the only one that I agree with on paper because I think obviously like he definitely used the racial slurs to his advantage. But like, but like, yeah, I mean that happened months before. But the thing is, is like even if you feel that way, no one can argue that. Like everyone agrees when it comes to racial stuff, if there's any of that involved, we have to go with what Justin says he felt. And with what his family said, they felt. Like, yeah, and I feel like I and I feel like at that point, the only people who are upset about J- the Justin Fields decision, and I mean this like not to be not to throw you know salt in the wound. I'm just saying like I just think it's like like angry Bulldog fans who are like we just lost a major talent. Of course. Like you know, and I'd be the same way. Yeah. So, so I just feel like, yeah, I mean. I feel like there should be some more options, but I also feel like there should be more consistency with that. Like you said, loop forward and stuff like that. Like I just wish we understood how it worked. Yeah. And yeah. like the Cade Mays one to me is insane. Like yeah. it's so clear the like and I understand he's leaving Georgia and going to a rival in Tennessee, but 
if I just told you the story, if I said, hey, there's a college football recruit, him and his parents go on a visit, his dad's finger gets caught in a chair and gets cut off. He, the school pays for the finger to be put back on. He plays football there for a year. And now he's wanting to transfer and he's using the finger incident as a claim for hardship to get eligible. You'd be like, oh, that sounds like BS. Yeah. But even if the NCAA, st- it still doesn't make sense that Cade Mays hasn't heard about his claim, but JT Daniels does yeah. hear about his. And there was another one that some that heard back really quick recently, and I can't remember who it was. Hmm. I'm going blank, but it was like JT Daniels and this other kid back-to-back heard quick. And I just wish the NCAA would say, hey, we're going to actually tell you, here are the exact reasons why yeah. we do what we do and the timetables and all that stuff. But instead, they're quiet, and they just let all of us pontificate about yeah. why the NCAA would do it. Pontificate. Like I that. Like that. <laughs> I don't even know that's a fucking word. <laughs> that's funny. I, I uh on big words, I uh I said effervescent the other day, but didn't even know what it meant. And I was like, what is effervescent? I thought it was a band's name, but I think that's a different name. That's evanescence. Know. Yeah. Yeah, it is you, evanescence. You still don't know what ever effervescent means? No, I Googled it. It means okay. bubbly. It means bubbly. <laughs> Outgoing. <laughs> Some would say I'm effervescent, but no, I'm with you, man. And um, I don't know. I mean, I'm like we could we could sit here and, and talk about different scenarios of the transfer portal like all fucking night and never and never be able to wrap our brain around like I don't even a different know scenario. Ever made it through an episode without mentioning the transfer portal? No, especially That's in how the, big in the, the deal is because well, in the off season, it's all transfer portal and, and recruiting. But like, but I just feel like I and I feel like the K Mace thing was Sam Pittman. Like, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Oh, it's a – But, like – Of course it was. But, like, at the same time, like, don't you think that's a good a good excuse for a hardship? The I, coach? Yeah. But, but part yeah. of it, I'm – That's not I'm what he's – That everyone should be eligible on their first transfer, no matter what the reason is. If the kid says, I just don't like it here like I thought I would. Yeah, and dude, I mean, both you and me know that we've gone to school. I, I mean, I know I went to a school that I was there for, you know, after two months, I was like, get me the hell up out of here. Yeah, and that's like, the thing is like, we're these 18 year old kids are making a decision that is impacting their life, family, and career in a way that no, almost none of us understand. Yeah, okay? and a lot of. And then we're telling them, you made this decision and now you got to stick with it or you're going to be punished. And a lot that's, of, and, and that's within the framework of an organization like the NCAA that takes advantage of these kids and makes money off of their backs. Yeah, and think about sport. it. Yeah, so and I, think of it's insane. Yeah. And think about all the coaches that blow smoke up your ass during recruitment, and then you get there and it's completely bro, different. Bro, it, and and here's the thing: at the end, I was recruited NAIA through D two. I had one preferred walk-on offer for a D1AA school, FCS school. But real recruitment, D2 through NAIA, coaches at every level yep. blow smoke up your butt. Every I level. Imagine what D1 coaches say. Oh, yeah. I, dude, I went to, a, I went to, a, I went to a, a D3 school that had plenty of talent. I was under the impression that I was being recruited as a free safety, got on campus the first day they told me I was a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. 
Like, I believe it. What? I believe so. It. It's just not. Yeah, I mean, and if it happens at that level, with that, with the school that I went to, then it's going to happen way worse at bigger yeah. schools. And it's so, like, I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but like, this LA is already an organization. And Coswell is already something that the kids are the least powerful people within the structure. Like they're the ones that do all the hardest work. They're the ones that move across the country. They're the ones that have to miss class to, for games and are in the spotlight and, you know, have the pressure of winning in front of thousands of people every Saturday. They're also the ones that don't get paid. And they're also the ones who, that when they decide I want to move back home to be close to my family because I am homesick and my granddad's sick, Luke Ford. They're the ones who K May says, well, there's weird stuff at UGA because my dad got hurt at an event and the guy that recruited me just went to a different school. I want to go back to be close home and play with my brother. His brother plays yeah. for Tennessee. Yeah. They get told, uh, it's like at some point the NCAA's got to prioritize what the players want and what's best for the players over what's best for the product. And you got to, I mean, like you said, I mean, on a, obviously the guys who get the opportunity to go to the NFL in a grand scheme of things, yes, they're not, they're not, they're getting amazing opportunities, but the people who are, are sacrificing the most get the least benefit. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far yeah. as like money and, and at the college level. Yeah. That's what I mean. But like, and obviously they, they get an opportunity, but you know. We hear this all the time, but it bears repeating. Most of the guys playing college football aren't going to the NFL. Yeah. So they have, the, in my opinion, they have the right to make a decision to go to a different school if that's what they feel. They it's the same. I mean, the the college football is like a, like a job internship, right? Yeah. You know, some of you make some of you guys have an opportunity to come work for the company later, and ha and you know, three quarters of you we're, we're going to move on. It's it's the same thing. Like, you know, it's it's an internship. You're not getting paid. You're doing whatever you want to do. Um, you can have your little side hustle, and then when everything's all said and done, you might, you might get a, a, a career at the next top, uh, the next level and you might not, you yeah. know? And, uh, but I think it's, it's a little bit, I mean, and it's different, but it's the same, but yeah. uh, who, who knows? It's all a bunch of bleh. Now the guy all worked up before bed. I know, son, you better, you better calm down. I got, I got to, man. I'm like sweating in here. Just ran oh. about NCAA. You know, I'm, uh, you just go read a book. That's what that's what helps me fall fall asleep. I've been reading recently. I've been trying to read a little book. Yeah, and um, you know it puts me in, it puts me in a nice little space. I go to bed, I read a little devotion. You know, yeah. get, shout out to Jesus, and you know I, I go to bed. Bro. Shout out for this week is Jesus. <laughs> yes, bro. Shout out to Jesus and Copenhagen. <laughs> oh, my. oh my gosh, that is one of the most Florida sentences of all time. That's one of the most, oh, don't get me wrong. That's Georgia, too. Oh, yeah, that's the entire Southeast. That's the South. <laughs> Shout out to Jesus to Copenhagen. Well, it's 946. We can, we can wrap it up uh, next week. Next, next week. week. And I'll be on OTS tomorrow talking about NFL, boys. There we go. There we go. I check out OTS on the sidelines. I mean, I'll be talking a little – we need to we next week, let's do this. Next week at the end of the episode, we need to just shout out all the OTS podcasts. Yes. I got a list of them. I've subscribed to all of them. I rate all of them. But yeah, I'm gonna be talking a little New England Cam Chowder. I'm gonna be talking some some, you know, 
some positions. New England cam chowder. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make that up? No, I okay. wish. I, I wish, that. dude. If I made that up, I'd be calling freaking some law offices, telling them to put some pendant shit on that, some patent yes. pendant. Dude, speaking like, of, I know that they're probably talking about this on OTS. How about the guy that bought all the names, like Washington? Oh, I don't know if that's been talked about, but that's fucking hilarious. He yeah. bought a bunch of them, yep. and now they're like, well, all these are already owned, but he, they're going to have to pay them for them. <laughs> dude, smart man. Don't we wish we all did that? Are they seriously going to name it the Washington football team? I'm going to start buying, like, the Atlanta – I'm going to start buying, like, Atlanta Braves and, like, the Cleveland Indian stuff. I'm sure people have already done that. Yeah, yeah, somebody's definitely already done it. The Browns. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to start buying all of them. It's a, the Browns. <laughs> who knows, bro? You never know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, this uh, – <laughs> Right where we're going. Dude, you know – I've seen. I know it's about a dog and shit, but I'm saying I've seen people no, say that the, the Browns original owner's last name was Brown. Well, I know their mascot's a dog. Yeah, but I'm just telling you, bro. This is 2020. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. I've seen that on Twitter. Oh my god. It don't matter, dude. It don't matter. I'm telling you, it's 2020. Okay, Parker. One question. We can we can wrap it up because I know we both need to go. If our podcast got canceled, what is the percent chance that it was your fault? Oh, dude, hundred fucking percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I would have to be on Twitter like I do not support. The Honestly, though, Bailey said. <laughs> uh, to be real, I don't even know if it would be canceled. I, it wouldn't be canceled for any of my my views. It would be canceled for how many f bombs I drop. Yeah, we did clear that language up a little bit. Yeah. Bro, I do pretty good on here. I do pretty you good. Do great. I do terrible. You know why? It's because I have practice on my job and stuff. Just yeah. You Aren't know, you a football coach. Yeah, but our our coaches like our school doesn't let cussing happen. Oh yeah, private Christian school. Yeah, oh, nice. I need a little. You know, you. you I, I should. I should be right. I changed autocorrect to my phone, and I can't drop f bombs. It always goes to duck. You know, right. I've been trying to get right on text. Right. I've been trying to get right with Jesus. We're getting I like there. That. I like that. We're getting Are there. We're making changes. Stopping drinking, changing your language. I mean, look, we're not being too successful. I've said I've said fuck like ten times. And to be fair, on Sunday night I did have a drink with dinner. But it was a banana daiquiri. I went light. I went light. <laughs> Just picturing you drinking a banana daiquiri is really funny. Oh, there's a picture of it on Instagram. Check me out. I'm cheesing hard. Go oh, give me a like. All right, buddy. Talking all night if we don't if we don't wrap this thing up. I know for real. It's been a minute too. You don't answer my calls anymore, you asshole. Bro, I couldn't today. I know. I'm just teasing. I was in the grocery store. Was getting stuff for meal prepping. It's okay, dude. I get it. Priorities, whatever. All right, bro. All right, man. Next week. See you next week. (laughs)